0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The top flight winter break well and truly begins As attention turns towards January transfers Joey Dawson says he'd happily spend Christmas alone every year If it meant more Celtic first team chances And David Martindale backs the SPFL's refusal to cancel certain games due to Covid I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight, Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Yeah, the Premiership's into cold storage until January the 17th Gordon, we've still got the Championship But two of those games tomorrow night have fallen because of Covid as well um, some of the games in New Year have fallen as well To try and get crowds in Once the football comes back I see the Ayrshire Derby at Kilmarnock Moved to a date in February And everyone is keeping fingers crossed That the restrictions do get lifted And when we can come back We can go back to full houses again Yeah, the football may be in cold storage, Gordon But we're still here to take the calls I'm looking forward to tonight. What do you want to talk about? Any ideas? I would like to... Um... No, not really Let's no. just go the road yeah. I believe you're sitting there with flashcards for him tonight You're going to show pictures of his fellow uh, Super Scoreboard pundits And see if he can get their names right tonight Of course, after the, Martin, after the Martin Bartley incident on, on, <laughs> at the weekend <laughs> He doesn't listen, does he? I hope he doesn't If you do, Martin, well, I can apologise uh, But listen, I'm, I, I jest, I think Tune in in a week and we'll see if we've found a week's worth of talking points Gordon DL, but you know, you've still got lingering thoughts mm. from the weekend's games we're at that stage where it's the exciting stage of the January transfer window. Anything's possible before it starts. You've got your dream wish list and all the rest of it. And, uh, of course, a bit of politics in the background about games being on, games being off. So always a lot it to get a, through it, in Scottish football. It was a football. good weekend for the top five, Gordon. Um, good results. Um, obviously, the Rangers and Celtic, for me, were very comfortable. Celtic kicked it off at Perth. I thought they played excellent. I thought Beaton man of the match for me, standing as the captain. Rangers really cruised at home. Um, good result for Motherwell as well. Hearts continuing their run as much. St Johnston, uh, St Mirren are in real trouble just now. They'll they'll be desperate for a break. Try and get everybody back to the fitness. Try and start to work on the training ground and start to get some points on that board. They need it. And Gordon, you've not to worry. You can remind me of this statement in three weeks' time. Mm. We won't be short of talking points No we never are. We never are in Scottish football And just look Rangers Seven straight wins in the Premiership Under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Six points clear I was fascinated by his comments yesterday That he doesn't expect any ins Or outs In the January transfer window I think he's going to double down with this squad In the belief That it can get back to back titles And straight in To a Champions League group stage With a financial boost that that involves Celtic Ange Postacoglu looking to bring in the three Japanese players in January And maybe some more players in January as well Because with the injuries and the problems he's had There's David Turnbull looks as if he could be out for up to two months That would mean missing the Old Firm Derby Missing the Bodo Glimt game in the Europa Conference League as well So Celtic will try and bring in reinforcements Come on then, let's hear from you 01419511025 What is on your mind tonight? Pick up the phone and share it with Roger Hanna and Gordon DL It is the, the winter break For the top flight Officially starting And uh, maybe a bit of time For reflection I don't know You could rate your season so far Pick up the phone And let us know How you're feeling about that How you feel about The next half of the season Your January transfer business Whatever else is on your mind Maybe something completely different Maybe the chance 
To just get a point across That you otherwise don't get to do uh, When the madness of the season Is in full flow But it would be great to hear from you anyway 01419511025 So pick up the phone right now And let us know We will miss the football Roger We always knew we were getting A winter break anyway I guess So um, it just comes at a slightly different time Yeah we certainly miss it this weekend Because I think we were all looking forward to A full card tomorrow night Rangers going up to Aberdeen Celtic at home to Hibs Two outstanding games in any season And then of course A weekend where you would have had The Old Firm Derby on Sunday A Dundee Derby on Sunday An Edinburgh Derby on Monday It is a time of year where People look forward to the football And look forward to going to the football Gordon I was at Fur Park uh, On Sunday For Super Scoreboard And it's not the same 500 people there They're all in the stand At the far side Away from the main stand I looked down Daz's season ticket seat Obviously lying empty mm. It was just It was a strange Feeling It was A throwback really To those first days when, when we got football back And limited crowds And we don't like it So Here's hoping that The predictions for Jason Leach Earlier on the day About the The spike in the Omicron cases And, and, and when the wave Might subside again didn't sound too promising to me In terms of getting people back into grounds But hopefully it's not as bad as it sounds Come on then 01419511025 Pick up the phone and talk to us Let us know what you're thinking I know there's not many games to look back on Or look forward to But that doesn't mean Scottish football stops Because it never ever does So let's hear from you on the phones uh, Maybe there's something in this That we can attract fans of all clubs with This is not necessarily a Celtic point Let's hear from Joey Dawson first and then you will catch my drift So he says he didn't mind having to spend Christmas without his family As it allowed him to make his Celtic debut uh, He also says he was devastated when he had that shot cleared off the line I found out on uh, Thursday that I might not be able to get to go home for Christmas um, Tommy rang me and he said obviously the first team might need you um, So obviously it was a bit of a sweet moment But obviously it's all worth it Like I say um, I spent Christmas, spent Christmas by myself And obviously we came in training But makes it all worth it without a doubt I, do it for the next 15, 20 Christmases if I have to. The most important thing is the team getting the win, but I'm not going to lie to you, I was absolutely devastated when the lads played it off the line. Um, but like I say, the most important thing is the team getting the three points. That got me thinking. You can, of course, talk about Joey Dawson specifically, but to open this out to fans of all clubs, is there a player at your club that you want to see more of in the second half of the season, or you're looking forward to seeing more of? Now, it doesn't have to be a young player, it could be a guy that's not really been getting a chance, or someone who's been getting his opportunity recently Someone who's coming back from injury You decide really There are no hard fast rules here But just since we're hearing from Joey Dawson uh, Planted a seed Is there anyone in your team Who in your team Would you like to see more of Are you looking forward to seeing more of In the second half of the season Pick up the phone And let us know Dawson though says He never expected to make his debut this season When he signed in the summer He says he's also ready to step out Of the shadow of his footballing family well, to be honest, when I signed, my main my main aim was um, making myself the number one striker for the B team, playing well, scoring goals, and obviously then see what happens. Um, I wasn't really expecting any chances with the first team. I was just focusing on the B team. But obviously, now it's come. I want more now. I want to keep pushing and I want to keep fighting for my place, whether it's in the B team or the first team. You have the pedigree with your, your father and your uncle you've seen. Well, they have to devote themselves to in the kind of vacational aspect of it. Do you think that's going to change your kind of mind and your yeah, mindset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them two have been really good with me, always giving me advice and that. But at the end of the day, I want to be my own player. Yeah. I want people to know me as me and not as my uncle's nephew or my dad's son. So that's that's my aim. Yeah, um, it was great to see the boy in action at the weekend, Gordon. I thought that when he came on the pitch, he looked apart, he looked comfortable. 
he certainly enjoyed it. I, I, I totally agree. When when you're a young lad and you're coming into that environment, coming into playing with the guys of the the, the quality of Tom Rogic and people like that and Beatons and and that and the first team, you want to get that goal, especially if you're a centre forward. Very unlucky, very unlucky indeed. He was desperate for a ball to get in the back of net. I'm sure it, uh, I know there was only 500 fans there, but they certainly celebrated it. I like the look of him. I really do. I'll be interesting to see how much game time he does get because obviously he's well down the pecking yeah. order. But it's just great to see youth getting an opportunity. And the one thing I like is the fact that the Celtic manager, I know he's down to bare bones, but I had the belief in him to put him on there and go and say, right, go and, go and show us what you've got. I like to look him, I really do. Yeah, I'm not over-exaggerating on 70 minutes or whatever it is, Roger, because the truth remains, if Kyogo's fully fit and Jackie Marcus is fit, and even a Yeti's fit and so on, we don't see much of Joey Dawson. So I'm not saying he's now in the Celtic team and he's going to you know, play half a dozen uh, games before the springtime. Um, but I, I guess when you get that opportunity, all you can do is try and... And show that, that you're you're willing and capable Yeah, and, and listen, that 75 minutes at Perth Will have done Joey Dawson the world of good um, I think it'll have shown Ange Postacoglu That in a time of an emergency He can throw in Joey Dawson um, And I think it gives the fans I know there's only you know a few Celtic fans standing outside Trying to get a glimpse of it and the, the, Perth and the rest watching on TV It shows them that you know There are young players there They've seen it already this season When you know, there was young Ewan Henderson come on and scored in Europe. They've, they've seen Owen Moffat come on and play. They've seen Adam Montgomery come into the team and play as well. Young Dane Murray started in Europe at the start of the season. So there are players there coming through. And if they get a chance, then good luck yeah. to them. Come on then, let's hear from you. 01419511025. It can be a young player. It doesn't have to be a young player. It could be someone who's not had enough opportunities in your mind. Someone who's returning from injury. Whatever it is. Who are you looking forward to seeing more of? Who would you like to see more of in the second half of the season? There is no right or wrong answer to this. It's just all about your opinion. Let's take Ian's opinion on the line. Hi, Ian. Hello, panel. I hope you all had a nice Christmas. Same to you. Was it a good one? Was it good, Ian? Enjoy it? Yeah, it was a good one. I'm actually, believe it or not, on my way back from the game. I was down at uh, the Rangers' B game against Fela Leithen there. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's it's when you are talking about giving youth a chance, you know, I see a lot of good players, um, players that that I hope are given a chance in future in the B team, uh, and I think there's team there's, there's there's players that could be drafted, and I understand that that the first teams are are, are trying to look to win trophies, and if if everybody's fit, they're not going to get that chance, but but. But I think there should be some. Some of these boys should be embedded in throughout the season. I think some of them are good enough. The boy, the boy Lowry, uh, uh, is is a prime example. The boy looks special, you know. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying, and and I truly believe that there is some youth there, and and the future is bright, you know. Yeah, Roger. I mean, like I said, it, it doesn't. Have to be a young player But clearly that's something Every fan wants to see Isn't it If you can find a way of Keep winning Don't Impact the You know Don't negatively impact The strength of your squad But give youth a chance I think everyone wants to see that Don't they Yeah And this was one of the driving Forces behind Rangers and Celtic Going into the Lowland League This season They wanted to give Their up and coming players um, Competitive Opponents Every week 
see how they got on with it, see how they progressed through the ranks. What it does do is it allows the fans like Ian to go along and see these young lads in action. So, you know, the likes of Tony West and some of these younger players have shone for Rangers in the Lowland League. Um, Joey Dawson, I think, was speaking after the game at Perth that he'd been playing against East Kilbride in the Lowland League yeah. on the Wednesday and then he was going to Perth with the first team on the Sunday. So I think the players are enjoying regular action against, you know, for want of a better phrase, grown-up men mm. in the Lowland League rather than just boys of their own age. It's and a difficult situation, Roger, but I think we've lost a little bit. In the, they've got to be a pathway for these kids, right? You go into Rangers, and, and my day, and I know it was a long time ago, you were in there, it was called the reserves then, Gordon. You knew that if the likes of a first-team player, likes, likes Big Derek, for instance, who was playing at Rangers when I was there, get injured, you may have that opportunity. There was a path there to get into the first team. Now, because of the pressure, and I'm not blaming the managers, because, let's face it, it's very short-lived being a manager if you're not getting the results. Now what they do is they tend to go out and bring in uh, players from different leagues, bring in expensive players, big money, and these young players who have learnt their trade and waiting for an opportunity seem to get missed. A lot of them seem to get missed. I just hope that managers do start to look, because as I said, I looked at young Dawson coming on the pitch. That's a big, that's a big game for him. Celtic are under a little bit of pressure. Need he won. He's replaced Kyogo, who's the big hero at, at Celtic just now. And he's come on there, and I thought he, I thought he'd done particularly well. He, he nearly got his goal with a, a be nice in the cake. Ian's on there looking at the B team, talking about some of these young players at Rangers. I'm sure throughout the country we've got young kids that only need an opportunity. But I know that any manager listening to this, because I've been in the situation myself, you've got to keep getting the results. So you seem to stick with experienced guys rather than saying, "Do you know what? I'm going to take a gamble here." I heard you. Speaking in a show on Sunday when Joey Dawson came on for Kyogo and you were going back to playing for Rangers against Celtic at 18, you were talking about, you know, David Cooper mm. saying to you, just you make a run and I'll find you. Yeah. Nowadays, as an 18 year old striker at Rangers, you would have Morelos, Roof, Defoe, Sakala, Sakala, Eaton's all, out and loan. All ahead, Eaton out and loan. As an 18 year old, would you not get a chance at Rangers nowadays? No, absolutely no chance. And that's what I'm saying that. You know, I feel for these younger players. In, in my day, there was maybe two, three centre-forwards. When you're carrying bigger squads and playing more games, and it, yeah. obviously it is a different era in that respect, so and I guess some of it's, a lot of it's understandable. Mm. Um, Ian, tell us a bit more about, you know, who who's caught the eye and what type of player they are. Not everyone will be lucky enough to get along and, and see some of these games. The, 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 the boy Lowry is a traditional number 10. Um, the boy Weston is very quick as well. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the fixtures and we've got a game in the Scottish Cup coming up against Stirling Albion. I mean, a couple of these boys could be drafted in and given a chance just to, give their, to, to, to be given their debut. We've had a few players um, over the last couple of seasons. Um, Coombs and, and the boy Dapo who have went down, went down and loan and are scoring goals and are doing quite well. Um, you know, and then obviously we've got the Nathan Patterson and, and, and Gilmore in the past as well. These these boys, if they're not given a chance, will move on. And 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 even the boy Halkett at Hearts is you know went to Livingston, now playing for Hearts and carving out a decent career for himself. But that's, these boys would never be given a chance. And but 
they've got a game coming up against Stirling Albion. I, I don't see why maybe a couple of them can't be thrown in. Yeah, it's a fair point. Thank you very much to Ian. Uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, Christmas break, if such a thing exists. Ian, let's bring in Craig, who's in Canada, uh, and I think has a similar point to make. Is that accurate, Craig? Yeah, I'm just listening to the good. Well, good afternoon to to the three of you there. Merry Hello. Christmas to you all. Thank you. Same to you. Uh, yeah, look, just listen to the boy that was talking there before. I'm a big advocate for the the, the B team, and and obviously there with this COVID situation taking place, the the Rangers B had a, a game lined up against the Celtics B at Ibrox there, and the game was almost sold out. And, and I thought that would have been a great opportunity there for the fans to get into Ibrox there to to see both sets of you know Celtics Bs and and Rangers Bs play. Uh, in front of almost a, a packed house stadium there. So what I, what I, what I was su- suggesting, what I would just love to throw out there is we have four old firm games every year. So two at Parkhead, two at Ibrox there. I'd love to see an opportunity there with both of the teams, Rangers and Celtic, the squads that they carry, and some of these players from both sides of the fence not getting, uh, you know, we'll say uh, enough game time. I'll use Patterson as an example there at, at Rangers as such. Um, you know, might be looking for an opportunity somewhere else but also just keeping these guys in, in tune. If there was an opportunity to play a second 11 Rangers-Celtic game um, after the the main game, so to speak, I'm not talking on the same day, but if you had Rangers-Celtic at, at Ibrox on a Saturday, have Rangers second 11 versus uh, Celtic second 11 at Parkhead on the Sunday. Players that are lined up on the Saturday for the first team game that are on the bench or, or unused substitute or get minimal game time on the Saturday could still play on the Sunday there just to get their loads in, but then also gives you an opportunity to play your other other players that are in that first team squad. Uh, quality game against quality opposition also gives fans an opportunity for four other, we'll call it old firm games per year, even though they're second 11. Increase in corporate hospitality, corporate uh, revenue, gate receipts, and maybe even an opportunity for a, a TV station outside of Sky to go and generate uh, uh, some, some TV rights on these second 11 games. I'm just throwing it out there I'll tell you what Craig's just he's selling the game Roger Hanna get this guy a job Yeah I was going to say Don't call again Craig That's far too sensible a point for this show um, I, I, Listen I know what he means I, th- I think when the Angels Celtic were into the Lowland League p- Part of the agreement for going in Was that they couldn't field um, You know players coming back from injury Say that there's you know Ryan Jack and came out Ruff on the sidelines just now They couldn't come back And get a couple of games In the Lowland League for Rangers um, Be it against Celtic Or be it against Edinburgh Uni um, So that was part of the agreement for getting in Daz will tell you He has told us many times in the show Craig That when he was coming through Reserve team football Rangers would play Celtic at Ibrox Celtic reserves would play Rangers reserves at Celtic Park And there were two huge games That drew two huge crowds um, For reasons best known to the clubs They decided to do away with a reserve league a few years ago They decided to push you know Pro youth leagues Then they changed away from that It was a spell that the Rangers were actually The guys in the fringes at Rangers Were actually just going round playing Glorified friendlies against Teams down south and teams overseas Now it's a bit more uh, Organised and so much As to play the Lowland League They've been quite successful in this You know the UEFA competition as well This season the young Rangers players So it's what the clubs want to do For me I think you make very, very good points But the, the clubs seem to be taking it in a different direction Yeah, and to be fair Anyone from Rangers listening or, or other Rangers fans might say Well, you know what? We're six points clear at the top mm, And we're yeah. through in Europe So let's not worry too much about changing anything And throwing anyone in at the moment uh, But we're just uh, just spitballing Thank you very much to Craig It was a great point, Craig Hopefully 
We will speak to you soon But this is the beauty of it It doesn't need to be a young player I think we can I think we're getting there I think we can dig a little bit deeper Who do you want to see more of In the second half of the season It could be someone I don't know It could be Near beat on Celtic fans It could be that he's come in recently And you think He should be you know More of a, a starter than, than normal When everyone's fit It could be someone Who's coming back from injury Who do you want to see more of And why In the second half of the season Who would your mother Will one be Gordon Deal You uh, must have one up your sleeve I know yeah. you're a student Of the game When it comes to very, All things at first Very part. easy for me I'd like to see Liam Donnelly Gordon um, I know he's been You know Had a few injuries This season Terrific midfield player Can get your goals as well I think he's been A big miss Although You can look at The league table As you said Sitting there in fourth Doing very very well indeed But I think he had So much for me For being a fat part man I'm going for him That's not a bad shout From him I mean I think Yeah injuries at one point Out of Favour another mm. But you know look at I think that ticks the criteria Daz has been doing his His homework mm-hmm. I was there as I said The weekend for the win against Livingston The difference was Kevin Von Ven um, Livingston were neat and tidy Motherwell were neat and tidy uh, Motherwell had somebody up front And Livingston didn't And that made the difference mm. So At a time when To quote the Motherwell number 2 Chris Lachetti There is a likelihood That Tony mm. Watt will be leaving the club in January I, I think Von Ven Will be the difference between a successful season for Motherwell And a less than successful season for Motherwell Right let's hear from you 01419511025 That's just an idea Who do you want to see more of In the second half of the season You don't need to discuss that You can discuss transfers Previous results Future games Covid cancellations Whatever you want 01419511025 Right now And that means you could be up next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here I tell you what, I'm glad to see you, right For for more than the, the obvious reasons Because you know at this time of year Everyone says it, it's a bit of a cliche You don't know what day of the week it is All I need to do is just look at what two pundits are at the other side of the desk And it generally gives me the idea of, of what day of the week mm. is you, you keep me on track Don't need a calendar Just look across the desk Look at you two smiling faces And I know that it's Tuesday night Unless of course There's a Covid outbreak amongst the pundits And everything goes to pot Like it did in the last couple of weeks But by and large We're here Tuesday night Tuesday Lots to get through I think And then tomorrow you'll know Wednesday night because Bath night Bath night for the dad And do you still manage that at Christmas Because like I say oh, Things yeah. do you know Everyone's uh, schedules all uh, over the place Will you, Do you still stick to the bath routine On a, on a Wednesday night y- Yes and uh, Unfortunately Not unfortunately I was in here last uh, Wednesday With Big uh, Marvin mm-hmm. um, and, and you had to switch the Switch See, the, that's what Christmas switch does to, to you. the Tuesday It changes everyone's schedule doesn't it Yeah but you always go once a week Do you get well, You must have got bath Accessories bubbles, for Christmas, did you? Yeah, I got the bubbles. I've got everything. That's nice links Africa uh, gift set. To, no, I don't. To like, use. I don't do that. I do other things. Um, probably a little bit my nicer smell. All but, right, okay. Uh, a few candles as well, just to put around there. And, Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Stop yeah. it. No. You like candles to go in the bath? Yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> nice wee scented candle. I just didn't have them down as that that type of guy, Roger Hannah. Uh, no, no. What was that a scent? It depends, I just mix it up a little bit yeah. uh-huh. I get bought, I got it for Christmas right? uh-huh. People are very thoughtful out there Oh they are, without, without doubt Yeah. yeah. So tomorrow night's a big night uh, Send us a text, let me know what. Send, send me a photo No please don't, 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 don't send me a photo 
And the worrying no, thing no. is he also As you heard on the show At the weekend He got a new phone cover For yeah. his Christmas So he now can take pictures Without that weird sort of Oh I wonder why you were Wafting that about Under my nose It's a new phone cover Yeah I heard the weekend His old one used to cast A weird like shadow He used to cover half the lens So he can oh. now take Accurate pictures of himself In the bath If that's uh-huh. If that's what you're into Anyway that, 0141 that old phone cover, More worrying scenes yeah. Than Kate Adie Indeed <laughs> On the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter You can really It's a bit of a blank canvas tonight There's clearly not A lot on the go uh, So whatever you fancy Bringing up Pick up the phone And let us know We are asking you Who you would like to see More of After the winter break You know And why It might be someone Who's been out injured It might be A young player You think coming through Someone who just deserves More game time uh, John McIlvany says he'd like to see Big Julian back Hopefully soon uh, He'll have to work hard to get his position back And young Dembele hasn't had enough game time Looks a good player That was something backed up by Alex McLeish as well Dembele Who I think I noticed reports of him coming back Earlier than was first thought from Dembele Until the last six months of his contract yeah. again Is an interesting thing Because I think Celtic supporters have been waiting For some considerable time Not to see him Because they've seen him And he's played in big games And you know, big cup games and league games just to see him get a run in the team And I think the injury must be particularly galling Because Celtic have had all these injuries In advanced areas yeah. You know, He'd have been an ideal candidate to come in for a Jota Or come in for a Forrest Come in for a Mikey mm-hmm. Johnson And he himself has been sidelined So I think actually Between now and the summer when his contract runs out It's probably the biggest spell of Karamoko than Belly's young career Yeah, Let's bring in David Who is a Celtic fan And see what's on his mind tonight Hi David <laughs> Evening gentlemen, how are you doing? Not bad at all, um, what have you got for us? Basically on, on the subject of a player that, that uh, First of all, mm-hmm. I want to see more of Is definitely James McCarthy um, mm-hmm. I can see signs within some of the things that he does That he could be vital for us Especially with Turnbull being um, Looks like long term injured With McGregor Maybe McCarthy could, could be more holding than McGregor could have a licence to Rome So I think seeing more of McCarthy Can't be a a bad player having played the amount of games he has in the Premier League he's got to, he's got to come good soon so I'll be looking forward to that um, so that's an interesting then, shout I like that that's that's sort of bang on the money in terms of what this topic is, is about you know it can be a young player it could be someone who's just not had a chance or been injured or whatever so McCarthy certainly fits the bill as far as appropriate suggestions go Gordon is it one you would agree with? Yeah yeah. with the amount of games that Celtic will have after the, the winter break Gordon you're looking Turnbull um, obviously injured depends on who they bring in what positions you look at their top three in there just now they like to play that I would say McGregor Rogic and I think B. Townsend was outstanding at Perth I really did uh, but McCarthy's got everything in his locker he needs game time he just needs game time to show what he can do I agree with David you don't you don't have the career that this boy's had if you've not got ability um, he's taking time obviously trying to settle into the club uh, it's been a big move for him they've given him a long term contract which helps him He's obviously been niggled with a few injuries as well, Gordon. But I think a run of games would do him no harm at all. He's certainly got the ability. Yeah, listen, I think probably the winter break sometimes comes at a good time and it sometimes comes at a bad time for people. I think it's probably come at a bad time for James McCarthy because with circumstances, he was in the team at Perth at the weekend Mm -hmm. and he could possibly, in the circumstances, have been looking at an extended run in the team You know In all likelihood He'd have been playing at home To Hibs tomorrow night He might even have been playing In the old firm game So it's come at a bad time For James McCarthy Because As you say By the time Celtic kick Start again On the 17th of January At home to Hibs 
You would think the starting midfield three would be McGregor, Beaton and Rogic And McCarthy would be back in the bench Unless one of the new Japanese signings goes straight in Yeah, I, I think they'll probably be afforded a little bit of time to settle in I would imagine We don't quite know when they arrive We don't know the protocols they've got to get through They've finished a, a lengthy season at home in Japan So I would imagine... They will be given a little bit I wouldn't think When Celtic play Hibs The three of them Will all be in the starting 11 And I would think The midfield three And you can never mm. You know Predict mm. too much In these Covid times But I think McGregor Rogic and Beaton Look to be the three At the minute Whether it is form Or injuries Or both Or Covid Or, or whatever it is David Although you're encouraged By by James McCarthy I suppose there's still There's still a bit to go In terms of proving That that four year deal For a high profile player Was was the right move, wasn't it? Because it's just been a tough start to life for him there. Definitely. You'd only be looking at giving a four-year deal to somebody that's got to be a regular starter in the team. So, especially with the, with the wages, I've no doubt he's on. So, um, yeah, he, he, needs to, he needs to just kick on now. Um, you know what I mean? Jo- joining your boyhood club after all of the time that's meant to be happening, there's a bit of added pressure as well on him, I think. You can tell that in a, a few of the early games. But... Sure, given as as Roger said, they're running the team that the class will team will rise to the top. Was that uh, was that other name, David? I think Gordon Biel mentioned that you know if we are talking midfield and we are talking David Turnbull potentially being out for about two months, is Near Beaton again back, sort of showing that that you know maybe he doesn't need to just be a a sort of reserve player, a squad player, a guy who who fills in. Is he impressing you? I will. I think. I think. It's the first time in probably five or six years that actually what a manager that we've got is playing him in his right position. You know what I mean? He, he, he's very, very composed. You know what I mean? The, the times that he's been caught out with Celtics mainly been when he's been playing out position at the back and he, the, with the best one in the world, he doesn't think naturally like a defender. But as a midfielder, he just seems to cover the ground well, keep it simple. So, yeah, listen, the, the, the bigger the squad, um, and that's what, what I was just about to touch on in my second point, the better. Um, I think when, when you're evaluating the first half of the season, it's, it's remarkable, really. Celtic are six points out away from Rangers and, and already had the cup in, in, the, in, the, in the cabinet. Um, we're competing against a team that doesn't sell any, any players at all. They're obviously going all out to try and recoup all of their previous year losses and by getting to the Champions League which, which I can understand if I was one of their fans I'd want my board to do the same thing but it's hard to compete against when Celtic obviously are usually quite prudent but also are having to buy so many new players and get them gelled um, so my hope is January window comes by we can get our Jota um, and Kyogo back to full fitness get Forrest back in the team as I said get, get some new signings in which apparently Anz wants wants in early, um, and my hope is that as, as we if we get if we can stay close to Rangers as we get towards the end of the season, that that huge Champions League pot that is so crucial to them may become a weight round their neck. That's that's my big hope. Roger, what do you make of David's take on things? Yeah, I, oh, listen, I think if Celtic get all their players in the park together, you know, he's ruling off, you know, Jota, Kyogo and Forrest, the three we just spoke about in midfield, McGregor, Beaton and Rogic, if they get a first choice back four there in front of Joe Hart, then they'll be able to compete. Um, the problem we've had, particularly in the last six weeks, is you never know what Celtic, you know, what players are going to be available to Ange Postacoglu on a sort of weekly basis. Rangers, we said at the top of the show, and I, I, I tend to agree, I think they're going to double down with this squad. Mm. I think they've seen this squad win the title last year. 
They've seen this squad build a six point advantage at a halfway point this year. Um, they will believe that this squad can win the league. They'll believe that this squad can take them into the group stages of the Champions League with all the money that that will bring. And then they can make decisions, any decisions they like on do they sell Morelos then? Do they sell Kent then? Do they sell Patterson then? Or do they just keep it together again because there'll be less pressure on them to sell? Yeah. I guess it's a fair point, Gordon, because we don't, we, we sometimes don't go for the, the, the simple outcome. I mean, it, it could well be that Celtic are vastly improved this season. They might really tick a lot of boxes. They might be really moving in the right direction. And it still might not be enough to overtake Rangers, who were already quite a bit ahead. And as, as David says, didn't sell anyone. I haven't sold anyone. So there, there's no disruption there. You, you flip it back to what it used to be like. Celtic were on top And there was a time on this show When people would say You know Celtic are going to win 10 in a row 12 in a row 13 I can't see this changing How are Rangers ever supposed to bridge this gap But eventually Football cycles kick in And Kieran Tierney leaves And can you realistically replace Kieran Tierney? Probably not And Moussa Dembele goes And yes you've got you've got Odson Edward And Scott and, Brown and, 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 Scott, and then when Scott Sinclair's productivity dips You know Have you found someone who's productive as him? Eventually football does that to you But as David says Rangers who were already ahead Are as strong If not stronger So You know It's not It isn't an easy task for Celtic To go and suddenly overtake them No and that's why That's why at the beginning of the season I tipped Rangers to win the league And I'm still standing by that Gordon I always thought At the beginning of the season For Postacoglu to come in Was a massive job in his hands and let's be honest out there, he's he's doing a terrific job. He really is. I think he's building a, a good squad. He's getting the best out of players that were there, i.e. Beton, for instance, Tom Rogic. You look at Ralston, you know, so that's a sign of a good manager. He came in with no insight to Scottish football. He didn't even bring back in, uh, his backroom staff with him. He stuck, he stuck with the guys there. Uh, he seemed to have a lot of confidence in his own ability. He's already got silverware in the in the cabinet. Um, as I say, I just look across the city, and I was talking uh, with Mark in this on Thursday night when we were having the the debate about the squads. I just think that Rangers, they've had this for two three years under Stephen Gerrard, building that strong squad, the strong backup players, the players in two three positions that they have that you know if even if Morelis went out the team for instance and Roger said that you've got guys there that Roof can come in no problem at all they've even put Eton was one of their big signings he's out and he's out and loan to get more games so they've got such a good squad and they've built that over a period of time Celtic are trying to get to that but if you look at their squad now and if they got all their injuries back they've got a great base to it they're six points behind I'll be interesting to see how this January window develops. Is Rangers not selling because, well, put it this way, if a, if a massive offer comes in for one of the players, surely Rangers in a position like everyone else have got to look at that. It's just maybe the fact that they don't think that offer is on the table that's worth selling just now. But an interesting thing as well, you know, to keep the Rangers squad together isn't going to cost Rangers anything. To keep this current Celtic squad together could cost Celtic 10 to 12 million pounds because they'll want to keep Jota 6 million mm-hmm. quid Ange Postacoglu said at the weekend he wants to keep Cameron Carter-Vickers could be 6 million quid as well so you know p- people phone the show and talk about Rangers selling players they need to sell somebody and do this mm-hmm. and do that but at the minute Rangers assets 
are all secured on their own field assets are all secured to Rangers. As you say, Eaton can come back, Nicola Cattage can come back. That would bolster the squad as well. This Celtic squad, there's still, you know, low knees in there who are going to cost an awful lot of money to convert into permanent Celtic players. I take it you're keen to keep both of them though, David. Hundred percent. Um Celtic Celtic will have the money to buy both of those players um, if the players want to play for Celtic and that, that's that's what the keys can be you just need to Celtic can go out and strengthen and win trophies that's the best way of keeping your players is for them to be successful so um, I'm pretty excited in the second half of the season um, I think we're, I think we're capable of going in a winning long winning run and that's what it's going to take you know what I mean I think we've got if we do have our full squad we've already proven that we can ring off Five, six, seven wins, eight wins in a row, and that's the only way we're going to be able to put pressure on Rangers. Good man, David. It was nice to hear from you. That was David on the line on 01419511025. And if you dial that number, you could be up next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025. We are on Twitter as well. At Clyde SSB uh, We've been talking generally about the season And games and the future and signings And all the rest of it uh, But we're also asking you Who's the player you'd like to see a bit more of In the second half of the season It could be a young prospect Someone who's been injured Someone who's not had a chance Something entirely different Ross is on uh, He says for me Jakimakis uh, I've only seen him once since August I know he's been injured But I'd like to see more of him To see what he can do And that is a perfectly valid suggestion Yeah, probably in Sucky Hall Street um, We've not seen much of him um, To be honest with you, Gordon He was brought in for decent money um, I, I think Celtic would have really I'd love to have them available Especially with Kyogo Going through the, the little niggly injuries just now But as I said It gave young Dawson an opportunity Which I'm delighted to see um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting after the break To see what sort of a part he plays And going forward with Celtic But he's obviously been brought in The the light look of him They've paid the money for him He just needs opportunity He needs to show what he can do And uh, stay away from the penalty kicks I'd imagine <laughs> Yeah And it'll be fascinating to see I mean one of the callers earlier Talking about James McCarthy As Gordon mentioned The three Japanese signings we, we believe will be in Before the Hibs game On the 17th of January You would think Jukamakis would have fit the likes of Forrest, the likes of Johnson, the, the likes of Jota will be back. Albina Yeti would be available again. So is that still looking quite a big, decent-sized squad? If they're all available, with the exception of David Turnbull, who we know is going to miss a couple of months, it'll give Ange Postecoglou real choice and an ability you know, to, to switch players around. So it'll be interesting to find out the hierarchy, as it were, when everyone is fit. Uh, also on Twitter David Healy raises a very good point um, I'm glad he's brought it up Do you know who I'm sick of? Norwich City And everyone associated with them Delia Smith Stephen Fry Ed Balls Whoever else supports Norwich City Roger I've had it You don't you don't come after Billy Gilmore Not the way our national team Fans feel about him And tonight They're getting hammered again Because they're hopeless They're generally hopeless They've not realised this That their problems run deep And the fans So called fans are chanting Billy Gilmore Why don't you Go home Politely go back to Chelsea Although well, there's a few B- swear Billy, words Gilmore, in there. Billy Gilmore will have the last laugh Because come May Billy mm. Gilmore Will go back to Chelsea And Norwich City will Go back to the Championship Because The people at Norwich City Haven't been able to put together A squad Twice or three times now Capable of staying In the English Premier League And they come up And quite frankly They get embarrassed Every time they're up 
Yes, yeah, it's not nice to it's not nice to have. Uh, being in those shoes, Gordon, uh, taking a bit of abuse from supporters. Unfortunately, it was moan. Didn't don't know how long the chorus lasted, but it went on for a few years. Um, but it's not nice. He's a terrific player. He's just at the wrong club. Unfortunately, Norwich are struggling. I think their uh, problems run deeper than that. Though, yeah, don't they? yeah, but on the pitch, when you go out there, things aren't right. You're the you're the sort of a, the one that's supposed to come in and be the saviour. You came from a club the size of Chelsea. You've got a reputation about you, but you need players round about you as well. I feel sorry for him. I hope he gets out of there and continues his career because we all know that the boys are. Great, terrific talent. Anyway, enough about that. Let's go back to the phones. 01419511025. Keith is in Argyle. What is your point tonight, Keith? Hello, panel. Hello. Hello. Uh, first time caller, long time listener, panel. <laughs> Good to have you. What made you call tonight? Well, panel, it's uh, regarding uh, Gio's, Giovanni Brankhurst's uh, comments during the week uh, regarding it uh, doesn't seem to get anyone in or out in the transfer window it's just uh, as you get a plan B if uh, somebody comes looking for our star players regarding well it's a star player just now is uh, Joe Aribo like you know if uh, money talks at the end of the day like you know I was just wondering if he's got a plan B that's going to leave us a wee bit short yeah, what, do you, what do you make of that Roger because I'm always fascinated by managers comments on transfer windows ahead of it because I'm not of course Giovanni Van Bronckers wouldn't I'm not suggesting he's deliberately misleading, but so many things can can change. So it's just hard to to know how much of what they say beforehand will will, will turn out to be the case. Well, I think what anyone says on Boxing Day isn't necessarily what they would say yeah. on the 31st of January. You no, know, a lot of things can happen. To answer Keith's point, um, a plan B or a plan C or a plan D, they're all down to Ross Wilson. When Stephen Gerrard left to go to Aston Villa, the plan B was Giovanni van Bronckhorst and. Ross Wilson went out and the Rangers board got Giovanni Van Bronckhorst so if a goalkeeper goes they'll have a plan B and a plan C and a plan D for a new keeper if it's a centre half likewise centre mid like Joe Aribo as Keith says they will have players lined up I think the hope for Giovanni at the minute though is that the ones he's got at the club that he's quite happy with he can keep until at least the summer and the belief at Ibrox is they'll be strong enough to win the league. And I think in the summer, regardless whether Rangers do win the league or not, I think that will maybe be the time when a couple of players are sold and Giovanni is allowed to put his own, or wants to put his own stamp in the team by you're, making the first signings of his management spell. You're not doing your job properly if you've not got uh, players in mind, Gordon, just in case, because... Football is a very strange industry You could get an offer that you look at and think That offer might not come along again uh, We've got to look at that We've got to maybe consider us very seriously Yes, it's one of our top players Yes, we know it's at the end of the season If we win the league, it's so important to them But as a club Besides of Rangers and Celtic and, and other clubs They'll be doing their homework in January Of course, if Aribo who is probably playing at the top of his game just now If a big offer come in Rangers thought we need to take this money They'll have someone standing by there That they can go and and fill that gap There's no doubt in my mind That they'll do their homework now Is that the biggest fear Keith? Is, is it a Joe Rebo fear? Is he the one that you are worried the most That, that might attract interest? Well he's obviously he's a standout So far this season But there's there's a few others there obviously Like you know but it's just uh, coming back to our our manager. I'll, I'll quickly jump ship and left. Like you know, it's 
it's loyalty means nothing in this game. Like you know, it's it's a bit. Well, it concerns me slightly. Like you know that these the money talks and people can up and leave just willy nilly. Like yeah, I guess you know, Roger. Every case is different. It doesn't mean that it will be the same in every instance. But you know. In this city We've had a couple of these moments In recent years That just in case We'd forgotten That sometimes People just move Even if you don't think That they're gonna Celtic fans had it A couple of seasons ago We obviously had it on here With Stephen Gerrard We should be well aware Of how these things work You two wear Don't go Tony t-shirts oh, on it Mother will this week as well They don't need to tell you two about it That's how football operates Keith Stephen Gerrard wanted to go He wanted to go to Aston Villa And I think the Angels Have reacted well There was that Horrible blip at Hamden In the League Cup semi-final When Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was in the stand And hadn't quite taken the job yet And that was the the blip, if you like Post Steven Gerrard But since Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has been hands on It's been a terrific spell mm. for Rangers Seven successive league wins um, was it Five or six clean sheets in there as well There was um, progress in Europe To tee up the Borussia Dortmund tie And I think, you know Coming to this winter break People will reflect for the next three weeks And how things are going at their club I think Rangers fans will be quite content at the strides made since Giovanni's been back at the club. Uh, Keith, let me put you on the spot. Who would you like to see more of in a Rangers jersey in the second half of the season? Anyone you think deserves more game time, or someone returning, or a young player? Well, I think that's a no-brainer. Like, you know, we want to see young Patterson playing, but if the captains. Captain say he's first choice, like no fullback. Like I know, I'm not sure if he can play them both in the same team. But panel, can I can I make another quick? If you make it really quick, Keith, I'm about to run late for the news. If you make it really quick, really quick. Okay, panel. It's regarding the VAR. Mm-hmm. I know it's not. I know it's, it's not in Scotland just now, but it's in down south. I don't know if you've seen the seen the Tottenham game today. Like you know, there's another VAR decision come in. Like you know, and it was it was totally totally. I was ludicrous Like you know I was just wondering What the panel Is the Harry like. Kane Offside uh, Yeah Harry Kane Was offside I think he's I think he's Toenail was offside yeah. Or something he's big. Well, yeah it's an well, interesting one Roger We've been there before Because they're frustrating I think everyone agrees But then the Other people would say Well it's offside well, And if you're offside You're offside And, and well, at least we know I, I, I don't uh, care whether He was offside or onside He shouldn't have been Playing anyway Because you would be Serving a three game <laughs> ban For his foul And Andy Robertson point. And that is the biggest VAR scandal Of the English Premier League season But whilst we're sticking up For just every Scotland international <laughs> Out there on the show tonight Take Keith's More general point um, VAR Will be A great Boost To Super scoreboard <laughs> Listening figures Because As it's been proved In England um, It's not Foolproof um, some of the mm. assistant referees who operate it still make mistakes, and can you imagine what this show is going to be like once they start making mistakes up here? I don't know if there's any room for it to go, you know, more intense. But anyway, we'll oh, see. We'll see. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish football. For what it's worth, you lot all delivered outstanding listening figures recently, but I won't bore anyone with the details of that. Uh, right, beat the pundit time, 01419511025. You come on here, you show off your knowledge, you get one over on Roger Hanna or Gordon Diel, and the sign ball makes its way to you. Look, it's that time of year, I know you've all been sitting in your pants eating leftover Christmas dinner, so you might as well phone in and try and make use of your time. 01419511025, the lines close at 7... <laughs> Tackle the headlines 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 To join in the conversation In the first hour uh, We've been discussing players who At your club you would like to see more of In the second half of the season Some really good suggestions We've had Rangers fans on Talking about the B team And some young players they would like to see given a chance uh, For some of the Celtic fans It's been more about guys like James McCarthy Guys that have maybe been injured Or on the fringes of the team Gordon's even given us his hometown team He wants to see more of Liam Donnelly In a Motherwell shirt He's looking forward to that We had tweets about Jackie Marcus. So some great suggestions Keep them coming in If you want to change the subject You're more than welcome to do that And some interesting comments from David Martindale uh, About whether or not it's right to make Dundee play at the weekend And make St Mirren play last week So looking forward to them We'll do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. Let's see what Alistair Impossible has for us tonight. Hi, Alistair. Hi. Have you ever played before, Alistair? Uh, no, on the phone, no. Just at home? Aye. Do you do okay generally? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> spectacular. I love that. Usually, it's, yeah, I get some right, or even yeah, just nah. I just phone all hopeless. Uh, Gordon's eyes just lit up. You're uh, feeling confident all no, of a sudden. No, Th- no, this no. could this could be a double bluff, Gordon. Be I careful. Know, it I could know. be. It could be. Uh, Alistair, here's the deal. Anyway, right, I'll toss the coin. If it's heads, you play Roger Hanna, who starts on minus one, and if it's tails, it will be Gordon Diel. Now I'm afraid Alistair is heads But he does start on minus oh, one luck, uh, So it gives you a bit of a Hang chance up. No don't do not Alistair We don't have time to line anyone else up uh, Right I'm going to give Roger some Clyde 2 to listen to Just so that he can't steal your answers Now Alistair I know you've played along at home Badly by all accounts 30 seconds Answer as many questions right as you can And just pass quickly and move on if you don't know it Okay Right Right 30 seconds starts now Which country is Cedric Eaton on loan in? Uh, Switzerland Who were the last team to beat Celtic at Celtic Park? Uh, uh, Rangers How many times has Robbie Nielsen won the Scottish Championship? Twice Who scored more Scottish Premiership goals this year, calendar year? Kamar Roof or Tony Watt? Uh, Kamar Roof Who was the last side Joe Hart played for before Celtic? Uh, Well... West Ham Which League 1 side You've got time Which League 1 team in Scotland Are known as the Gable Endies League 1 Oh my god man <laughs> oh. Just take a guess Any team uh, Stirling Albion Okay let's bring Roger Hanna back uh, Roger can you hear us Still nothing Let's bring Roger Hanna back On this one No yeah, Roger yeah, Hanna yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Can you my, hear me now There's a Marty Pello special In Clyde 2 you know you enjoying it, were you? Oh, it was very good like Clyde Bank memories Clyde, yeah, indeed Right, okay, 30 seconds on the clock Same set of questions to you, ready? Yep Let's go Cedric Eaton is on loan in which country? Germany Who were the last team to beat Celtic at Celtic Park? Aberdeen How many times has Robbie Nielsen won the Scottish Championship? Three Who has scored more goals in the Premiership this calendar year? Kamar Roof or Tony Watt? Tony Watt Who was the last side Joe Hart played for before Celtic? Tottenham Which League 1 side in Scotland are known as the Gable Endies? Montrose And in what year was the last Celtic Rangers Scottish Cup final? It was in 2003 Quick, 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 quick. Uh, Alistair Oh it's not How do you think it went Alistair? Oh, oh I think I got absolutely destroyed man 
Oh, I'm loving I was, you. I was panicking there, Alistair, because <laughs> I got the last one wrong. You just like Alistair's style, don't L- you? Listen, you were one in minus one. Uh, Cedric Eaton plays on loan in Germany. Tell me. Alistair got it wrong. He went Switzerland. <laughs> well, yeah, he is from Switzerland, yeah. Alistair, so yeah. I can see the mistake there. The last team to beat Celtic at Celtic Park by a Leverkusen. Good. I just couldn't think Yeah I, I must admit I think questions like that Are really tough If Alistair gets that game As many balls as he wants He did not get No it. I didn't think uh, So it's Nil-nil if you like Because Roger mm-hmm. Hanna's Minus one has been wiped out How many times Has Robbie Nielsen Won the Scottish Championship It's three Alistair went two Roger got it right So Roger is one nil up So he won it Dundee United Twice uh, Twice And twice with Hearts Sorry mm-hmm. yeah So uh, one nil to Roger uh, Kamar Roof has got Ten goals in 2021 Tony Watt has got Nine Tell me Alistair So Alistair equalises Well done Alistair So we're level Alistair We're level Mm -hmm. The last side Joe Hart played for Before Celtic Was Tottenham So Roger goes in front And he goes two in front He got Montrose as well So Alistair Don't let anyone tell you any different You might have only got one question right But you you took him to question five That's the way to look at it Hard lines (laughs) <laughs> Alright Thank Cheers you Austin. Good man that was, he's, he's a man he's When was the last Old Firm Cup From 2002 Oh sorry it was 2002 Yeah, yeah ah. You got that right Alistair was a man He's word there Hey come on He says no I'm not very good He lived up to his reputation So I'm, I'm clutching here right? I'm going to try and spin this That was I reckon that's the most questions You've ever got wrong He was beat the pundit. Uh, you I have I have Listening to the show Listening to Daz Or listening to Hugh Or Alec or Mark Or somebody I ha- I'm genuinely have not been doing Very well Are you well out of form? I think it's a. I'm, wow. I'm needing the midwinter break. Can't play in front of fa- no fans or. I don't know what it uh, is. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe the, are the questions getting harder. Do we think? Yeah, where even your producer Callum is his is his old man delivering questions as well as delivering his Christmas dinner. Or? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think producer Chris, who who wrote the questions today, oh, I, I, I would say he, Chris? I I think he goes for slightly harder. He questions. does, Chris. Does, I think that's his yeah, style. Yeah, I, 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 is that why? Is that why you? Because you don't really like Chris. You're no, always sort of like saying him. that publicly no, no, on, on I'm the not, show, I'm not which is a bit unfair if you ask me. But no, I mean he's, he's right there. He's, I know he's right there. I don't really care, but I don't. I've no. I'm no fond of him. Producer Chris is trying to avoid the NFL <laughs> scores for the weekend. Well, Gordon won't know about that. So no, 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 Gordon doesn't that. know about that. Gordon's been asking anyone he thinks might know so he can spoil it for producer uh, Chris. Typical, honestly. And what about producer Callum? By the way, I, I think he is meant to be on tonight, but he's just. No, he's, he's, too, got, he's always off on a he's, Tuesday he's now. Too, he's too big time. He's just he's just left us due to this new found Twitter fame. Oh mm. yeah, he's been. He's been Is he getting a lot of likes? And, oh, I he's mean, been I, me- I sp- melting the internet. I spoke about it on on the weekend, so I'm not going to yeah. be too repetitive. My goodness, the last thing this guy needs is any more publicity. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, his dad. He, he was isolating, had COVID. His dad brought Christmas dinner. We've all been there, right? Okay, nothing that special. Uh, Twenty two and a half thousand likes. He's now got on Twitter. He's in. He's in the the tabloids. He's all over the place. I, I, I take it that's good. Yeah. Well, does that sound like a lot of people to you? Yeah, but but there's a lot of people out there who gets millions and stuff like that. I bet like Is he now is he now will we actually start calling him Callum instead of Cassie's boyfriend? Is I, I he, is he, he in that league yet? I think he's getting there. Is he? Yeah. And, and yeah. Can you imagine how excited he'll be if Dundee United get a result? I know. Well he's already got a, a result in the transfer window by the looks of it. Yeah. I, and I'll tell you another sure. I'll tell you another thing, he's he's been brilliant this Christmas because he's got out of that trip that he was going on. He's not went that, has he? That's right, he was going to break in for <laughs> his, his Christmas day out, wasn't he? Hospitality. Oh, they the Mar Wilson Lounge. The Mar Wilson Lounge, yeah. Oh, he's having a good Christmas. Uh, anyway, enough about that. Oh one four one nine five. I say that a lot, don't I? Because I feel like you constantly take me off, or maybe I start it. To be fair, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones or at Clyde SSB. 
on Twitter You can get in touch on both of them It goes without saying Or we'll generally favour the phones It's always nice to speak to you We don't have much football to look back on Unfortunately Well we do from, from the weekend But soon we won't have much to look back on And we don't have much to preview For a couple of weeks um, So it's going to be Going to be an interesting period Roger Hanna It certainly is And you just wonder you know, David Martindale was speaking this morning Backing up the statement from Callum Beatty of the SPFL yesterday about the importance of, of playing those games, you know, there was controversy whether Dundee had to play at Aberdeen at the weekend, whether St Millen should have been made to play against Celtic last midweek. Um, they are saying you need to try and play mm. even if it is just with 13 players. But look do, you, do you want to hear from David Martindale then? Why mm. don't we do that just now? You can give us your thoughts on that as well. Uh, whatever Whatever is on your mind, your team's progress this season, the player that you would like to see more of, um, why not pick up the phone? And share your thoughts We'll hear those comments Just to steal Roger's thunder So He says he actually agrees With the SPFL That clubs shouldn't have a gripe With the current Covid criteria The Livingston boss says All the teams agreed on it At the start of the season I agree with the SPFL 100% If I'm honest um, We all Every club Was involved in these talks At the start of the season And every club Got to put their own Criteria forward We had a vote And it became the, the unanimous decision or democracy, for want of a better word. Everybody agreed that if you had 10 players over 18 and 13 players and one was a goalkeeper and 10 of them were over 18, that we were going to fulfil that fixture. So I knew this was going to happen with teams. I'd also called for a winter break to be brought forward a little bit earlier than some clubs because we could see this happening. And I don't think it's fair on sporting integrity, but we've all got to realise we all voted for this at the start of the season. So... I don't think you can then lay the blame at Dory the SPFL if I'm honest. It certainly puts up a strong case for that, Roger. Uh, even if there is a perception that it's that it's unfair and it's it's not great and it's clearly not a good spectacle, his point is more we agreed this. It's we, a point Fraser Wish have made in the show. Clubs on agreed Sunday. This. Yeah. It's a point that Fraser made in the show on Sunday that the clubs agreed it. I think and I've argued this on, on many topics, Gordon, part of the problem is a lack of transparency. Come out and tell us. You know, there's today, our broth versus Hamilton has fallen from tomorrow night's fixture card because Hamilton say they have insufficient players to fulfil the fixture. Why don't they just come out and say, we've only got X number of players left and some of them are 17 and we've only got one goalie and just tell us and then people will understand a bit more. You know, is it too much to ask that people just trust that the criteria is being evaluated? But consistently, well, it's a two-way street as well. You know, when Jim Goodwin complains last week, Jim Goodwin should be able to say, "I don't think this game should be played because I have only X number of players over the age of eighteen and X number of goalies and X number of kids. That's why I don't think this game should be played." And if that then allows people to say, "Well, hang on a minute, Jim, that's that's the number that's in the SPFL rules for you playing. Get on with it." Same with James <coughs> McPeak, but. You know, Inverness was off in Boxing Day. Queen of the South have had two games put off. Hamilton mm-hmm. the game off tomorrow night. Airdrie Queen's Park was off the other day. Mm-hmm. I think Dumbarton Queen's Park was off the other day as well. So it just needs a little bit yeah. more transparency. I mean, is that, people is that, would be able to understand. Is better. that not the league's point though? In uh, amongst the statement yesterday, there was a quote which says the SPFL has repeatedly demonstrated that we will postpone matches when the criteria is met. With ten league matches this season postponed already. Now I think that was probably issued before. Yeah, yeah. They are both so absolutely. It was the SPFL have now agreed to eleven matches being off this season. Yeah. Tell us why. So why 
Is there an accusation that they are unwilling to put off matches? Yeah, the accusation isn't coming from me or the media The accusation is coming from managers The accusation is coming from James McPeak And Jim Goodwin And, you know, people like that who aren't happy that Their teams are being forced to play You know, St Mirren and Dundee As clubs, both made official applications For those games Mm. to be postponed And the official applications were rejected The rejections were then criticised by James McPeak and Jim Goodwin So there should be an onus on, you know, people explaining yeah. to us where, what the truth of the matter is. How many players did they have, and was it fewer than the SPFL yeah. rules? Is it not the case for? in the in the top league, Roger? That there's probably the teams carry bigger squads as well. Of course, you do. Yeah. You know, so yeah. and and David Martindale says it there that and Fraser did say uh, repeatedly in the show at the weekend that you know it was the, the clubs that voted for us, Gordon. Uh, look, as it's, it's a, it's a hard, hard way just now You look at Dundee, for instance I'm just p- I mean, that's the them. thing No one can pretend that that's good or, or, no, of or desirable You know, that of Dave cor- Mackay on the bench 40-year-old, not played in six years yeah, Barely that, any other subs Yeah, that, that that is a little bit embarrassing to, to our league uh, Of that, there's no doubt I can understand that trying to get these fixtures played um, the, the clubs, most of the clubs got their wish That the, the winter break was taken early But Unfortunately, if if the criteria is there, they've voted for it, they've sat down, they've had these meetings, it's just unlucky, you just need to go on with it. This is simple, it's not, it's not nice, it's not pretty and it's not good for our league, but if they voted for it, then we just have to go is with it. Is this maybe you know, the, the multi-layered power structures within a, a football club, Roger? We've maybe seen a bit of that because, although I'm asking you, you know, to, to sort of back up your argument... I don't think anyone would feel differently to Jim Goodwin or James McPake if they were in those situations. There has to be complete sympathy there. There is an element of farce, as Gordon says. Is David Martindale's point almost to take it a step further? James, if you're that upset, go and ask John Nelms. What you know? Why? Why Dundee agreed to this? Yeah, or, I, I, or, I, or Jim, I, if you're that upset, can, can we check with Tony Fitzpatrick if they knew what they were getting themselves into? Or I know the point you mean, but you know, Daz is talking about people having big squads. In the English Premier League mm. They'll have big squads yep. And they will have youth teams mm. And they'll have second youth mm-hmm. teams And they'll have third youth teams And you see kids at Manchester City Running out with mm-hmm. number 95 In the back of their jersey mm-hmm. There are plenty of games postponed In the English Premier League Over the last two or three weeks What's to say they're right To be postponing them? Because I've now seen it's Because I, I sort of got that argument And I think it was the obvious one But I'm now seeing a little bit of a shift I noticed Gary Neville today on Twitter Saying there's no way that these clubs can't get a team out, and there, there are now people in England sort of suggesting that that these games have been postponed too easily. Well, you know, we we always use that depending what side of an argument we fall on. We go and, and we use it to back up our own argument, but I think in this case it can possibly be used to to back up both sides here. Yeah, I I just tend to think here, you know, we we've had two games, two high profile games in the last week, St Mirren Celtic, where. Rules were bent to allow St Mirren to bring back four youth players who are on loan to Lowland League teams. That's the bit sit, that seems to sit on particularly a bench, strange, doesn't it? To sit on a bench and the first team had a couple of untried, a 16 and a 17 year old in it. Then Dundee, people talk about the Dundee bench at the weekend. What was it? Two goalkeepers, a 17 year old, and Dave Mackay hadn't played for six years. That to me isn't a good look for Scotland's top league. It makes Scotland's top league look a bit Mickey Mouse to me. And I know nobody's breaking any of the rules. I know the clubs voted for the rules. I don't think the rules help the image of the league. 
Yeah I think again Gordon I think we saw our own Andy Halliday Making mm. similar comments in the paper That's the bit that you probably couldn't You can't argue with that I'm sure Because who on earth wants to see 40 year old 6 year retired Assistant managers on the bench No one Not a single person I suppose the more appropriate question is Is it the best way of Just getting through what everyone's dealing with I Or think, not I think just now it's probably the only way The only thing I feel sorry You look at Right let's take St Man for instance Into the equation there I know they had to bring back Now people say Well they had enough kids that, uh, Look at their, their team at the weekend against Rangers It was still a strong and, and still some decent guys on the bench But the argument for Jim Is Well I've not had time to prepare for these games You know, they, they hardly train I don't think they trained in, in about six days Which is not ideal But we're in difficult times, Gordon And sometimes, mm. especially if they've sat down at the beginning of the season They've all had their say in this They knew that we might run into difficult times again um, But it is a little bit of farce Especially when you see teams can't prepare for big games Because the managers will argue This could cost jobs at the end of the season If we get relegated mm. It could cost jobs I think that David Martindale's already come out and said that You know the amount of employees here If we had to get relegated Because we can't you know, play our best players in the fixtures Then people's mm. job And I take all that and Yeah, you've got players talking about feeling unsafe so Going back to yeah, your kids yeah, and stuff Which is, is not nice A hundred percent And then you go over the border last night and there's 50,000 mm. in James's part for Newcastle against Manchester United. I'm looking over Daz's That's shoulder. That's a wholly different at, argument, at, isn't at it? The darts tonight, a full house inside at the Alley Pally for the darts. The last time I checked, a Scooby Doo suit doesn't protect against COVID. Um, you never know. Uh, Paul Miller says, quick question What should be the first priority for the SPFL board getting fans into stadiums or ensuring the league is played to a conclusion? I, mean, I dare say the SPFL board would say that that's a a sort of loaded question And they're going to try and do both But, but answer the man anyway Getting the league play to a conclusion Will be their priority Whether they have to do it With no fans in Or 500 yeah. fans in Or full houses They will want the league played To a conclusion Yeah I mean I, I guess I guess the point Paul's trying to make then Is that's what they should be doing now They should just play in front I, of empty to, to stands just now The SPFL board took this decision Didn't they after yeah, and Advice from clubs You're or, listening to Jason Leach again This morning And he's talking about the the Omicron wave, if you like, can't believe we're discussing waves of mm. different COVID nineteen variants not, again not on the show, Gordon. The Omicron wave will not reach its peak until late January, likely into February. Um, they've yet to discover the full implications of what he describes as human behaviour over the new year period. In other words, if people are going out and about and spreading it more, um, but just looking at his current prediction today. If this wave isn't reaching a peak until late January, more likely early February, then the restrictions that are put in place that are currently due to end in the middle of January would look certain to me to be extended. The big implication then being no fans at the Old Firm game or 500 fans at the Old Firm game on the 2nd of February. On that cheery note, 01419511025, why not pick up the phone? If it's all that stuff that you're interested in, then feel free. If you want to talk actual football and football players Then we can do that as well Who's the player in your club you want to see more of After the break And, and why It could be an injured player, a young player Someone who's not had a chance 0141 951 1025 Pick up the phone right now please Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here They're both waiting on your calls though 01419511025 
Or Twitter at Clyde SSB I think we were about to speak to Craig in West Lothian Who disappeared So Craig give us a call back uh, We'll get you lined up We've got a full time teaser uh, For you gentlemen uh, now you can spot the theme here We don't have our own football at the moment It continues south of the border So there's a bit of an English Premier League feel to this Which we sometimes do And that's absolutely fine Sent in from Scott in Bells Hill So thank you to Scott He got in touch Full time at Clyde1.com Full time at Clyde1.com Can you name And it's a simple question Don't know if the answers are simple 10 players with the most assists In English Premier League history so the 10 players with the most assists In English Premier League history Ronaldo No Gary Neville Ronald, no No Ryan Giggs uh, Ryan Giggs is top of the list Well done, he's got loads To be quite frank David Beckham Yeah, he just sneaks into the top 10 <clears throat> Um. Why are you struggling so much here? I mean, there are a few of these There's, that are like what about yeah, no brainers. You must be an Arsenal, Arsenal lad in there. Which um, Arsenal lad would you like to go for? Overmars. <laughs> <laughs> that is horrific. Seriously, what? English Premier League history. There are, there are going to be guys in here that have played for ten seasons, fifteen seasons almost. Merson. Is he is he actually at the wind up? What about the guy that renamed the Gordon Deal? Lounge at the Etihad David Silver Yes Thank you Oh Bring some yeah. sense back to this Overmars How long was Mark Overmars In English Premier League Roger Do we think By the way I'll tell you what He was brilliant down the line He was he, Listen he made Terry Henry uh, Nah I, you know? I think I think you're overdoing it there Is Terry Henry As he called him An answer uh, he, So Mark Overmars was at Arsenal for three years, right? There so, go. so to get on this list, he would have had to have about twenty-five assists each season. And by the way, did he not leave before Thierry Henry arrived? Did he? Okay. Or, or, or at least they can't have played together. Some long. side that Arsenal, if they'd have stayed. What about that? Have you got one? This is great. Anyway, no, that's fine. We'll leave it there. You've already got Giggs, Silva, and Beckham. We're looking for the ten players with the most assists in English Premier League history. Um, let's bring in. Craig, who is in West Lothian um, What's your point tonight, Craig? Hello, uh, it's kind of a two-parter First of all, it's about uh, Billy Gilmore getting booed And what they were singing towards Billy Gilmore Really mm. annoyed me It seems like down south It's like a mentality of They're the rich ones And they look, at, look down at us as if we're the poor ones uh, That's the way it's been for years um, the thing is The amount of players That are either Scottish Or being from the Scottish League That have moved to the English League And ended up being One of the best players In the league Like for example Van Dijk Probably the best centre half On the planet right now Robertson um, Probably uh, The best two Well one of the best two English teams that are going right now Won the Champions League Everything like that There's also players like John Fleck and stuff like that That have done well there uh, I just think it's Rather disrespectful the way they look down on Scottish football, even though there is proof that there's a lot of Scottish players that have went there or from our league and done really well. And there's also been players from down south who are highly rated that have came up here and they've not been able to kick their own backside. I don't think you've got much disagreement in here, Roger. I think that's just the way it is. We've sort of learned to live with it over the years and we can sort of laugh and chuckle at it when we hear it. There's no doubt we know mm. Billy Gilmer's quality. I think Chelsea fans will tell you about Billy Gilmer's quality. Um, Norwich fans, I, I just fear... They know they're going down 
and they're just trying to blame it on somebody and poor Billy seems to have been the target today Generally speaking I, I get where I think most of us do Where Craig's coming from Gordon And a lot of people down there It's clearly not everyone But there just doesn't seem to be Any lessons learned Because there might have been a time When we maybe weren't exporting that much But by a time when As Craig says There, there is mm. There's Robertson and McGinn And, and Gilmore And then they're the Scots And then you add in the Van Dykes Etc um, You think more would at least Acknowledge that And say yeah do you know what oh, Look at John McGinn came from there Let's try and yeah. Discover the next one um, Well I, I, I think Craig's point With Van Dyke, Who's probably Is the best centre half Going about um, Just now uh, He certainly Learned a lot of his trade In Scotland I think Billy Gilmore It's, it's been highlighted Because If you look at the uh, he's, They're not picking him Because he's Scots Because Kenny McLean plays uh, with Norwich as well Grant Halley Grant Halley playing So there's Scottish guys there play I think it's just because The boy is held in such High levels of being a footballer How yeah, good that, he is Does that bring its own expectation uh, think, It puts oh, a target on your back 100% percent. Sort of they think he's the kind of guy That should be Getting them out of trouble Of relegation Because they know that They're going to go down Into the championship He's, he's in loan from Chelsea so the expectation of Billy Gilmore will be massive uh, at Norwich City. I.e., that's why they're probably having a go at him. You need to be careful as well, because you wouldn't rule out Thomas Tuchel just saying, right, let's bring him back in January and we'll put him out somewhere that he's appreciated. Yeah, because I think the initial quick suggestion on that was that that, that wouldn't happen. Did this not come up a few, a few weeks ago? I think there's an opportunity for um, them to bring him back. I just wonder if after that, I mean, the environment... You just don't know, do you... Is there any sort of weird way that this is a good no. thing? You know, put up with a bit of stick. It. I don't know. I'm clutching here, but you, you get what I mean. Billy Gilmore's had a very, um, a very meteoric rise. He's absolutely adored when he pulls on a Scotland jersey. He's barely had a bad touch in a Scotland jersey. He had cameos at, at Chelsea, most of which were were good ones. Was part of a Champions League winning squad. Maybe in the long run. Sort of experiencing that football can be a nasty place at times, and, and things don't always go well. Uh, no, I'm not too no. sure. I see a I'm not sure I'm convinced either, to be honest. Um, but again, Gordon, I think that the, the idea of a loan is that you try and sort of broaden your horizons. Maybe not broaden to the extent that your own fans are telling you to go away. Um, but yeah, you know but I mean. it'll be hard. It's uh, a learning curve for the lad. Uh, I'm agree with Roger. If you're there and you're a Chelsea manager, you monitor the situation. Obviously, they've got guys out there looking after the loanees at different clubs. And uh, I think Billy Gilmore will be having a chat and thinking, right, I need to get somewhere that I'm appreciated because you don't want to be playing in that environment. You're there for a reason. You're there to try and help Norwich which is a very, very difficult task by the looks of things, the way they're playing. And you're there to progress in your career and try and get back to Chelsea and try and, and win a first-team spot. You need confidence, you need help, you need support. Um, and as I said, I think, in a, in a strange way, Gordon, this is a compliment to Billy Gilmore because I think when the Norwich fans heard that Billy Gilmore was coming into the club, they're thinking, right, we've got a good chance here because this mm -hmm. guy's a top, top player. But unfortunately, in a team sport, you need other people around about you to help you out. Well, maybe get arranged to get Billy to give you a call to see how you coped with the police escort out in Inverness yeah, to yeah, keep you away exactly. from your office. I'm sure that, that'll be a real relevant, real relevant experience. Um, <clears throat> Craig, what was the, the second part? Uh, what it is, is I think we, how disrespectful they are down south to our league. Like, for example, you look at our TV deal. I think it's 100 million over five years split between all the clubs. 
Now, Sky give each team in the Premier League £100 million each every single season just for being in the Premier League, which you've got to look at that. That's, that is a disrespectful offer, in my opinion. I don't understand why we don't come up with our own TV station that plays our multiple games in the SPL and um, the divisions up uh, throughout the week. And every single Scottish fan would invest into that if their club was getting a certain amount of games. Now, if we were all putting our money into that one pot after a couple of years, surely we'd be able to generate more revenue from our own channel than what we would use in these channels that just see us as a little cheap league that they can get on the side. It's like even sponsorships like Cinch, I heard that apparently they're, they're paying Tottenham more to sponsor them than what they are doing for the entire Scottish League. Why can we not have Scottish sponsors that can bring up revenue uh, and also our own TV channel that we can all subscribe to each month and after a certain amount of months or a certain amount of years, the money will build up and surely it would get divided better between the clubs and a far larger amount between the clubs rather than going to a company that only sees us as like a fourth tier compared to the Premier League down south. Craig, I've got tweets in asking you to apply for Neil Doncaster's job, I think, at this rate. Now, I- one thing I think that isn't helpful, Roger, it's it's the geography of it all. Comparing us to the English Premier League is pointless. No matter what we do, it's always gonna always gonna look inferior or or, or whatever. Um, that's not to say Craig doesn't make a lot, a lot of sense and a lot of relevant points, but but that that's just always going to be a troubling comparison financially. Well, listen, I'm not sure what age you are, Craig. Um, I take you back to the days of Roger Mitchell. Not sure if you remember him, a former chief executive of what in a day was the Scottish Premier League, and he wanted. SPL TV He didn't want Sky He didn't want Satanta As it was in the day He didn't want STV or BBC He had a plan For his own league And the sums Just didn't tally up Um, We've spoken about this For 20 or 30 years People saying Scottish football Doesn't get a fair TV deal in fairness to Sky Sky are the only ones Putting yeah. any money in At the minute I, I, was gonna I say don't see why Sky Should be getting criticised It's the others if, yeah. if you like Who should be getting criticised For not putting any money in Sky are putting in Quite a substantial that, Sum of money That did and kind it, of pop into my head When Craig said it was disrespectful And and I get Because people You know Want more And, and understandably And might think We're worth more Or whatever um, and, But if that's the If that's the biggest And best Offer then that That's the one That you almost have to be Thankful he, of In, in a week <clears> no, Yeah a, But here here is the but Here is the point Where Craig Might be proved right Because Aberdeen Hibs, Hearts, Dundee, Dundee United have commissioned Deloitte to go That's and right, yeah, about that. show how Scottish football can make more money. Um, Dave Cormack said that Deloitte are about to tell the world how Scottish football can make 50 million rather than uh, 30. It's making just now from various things. I'll be fascinated to hear what Deloitte have to say. You have to remember they're being paid by Aberdeen, Dundee, Dundee United, Hearts and Hibs to come up with this. I'll be oh, fast. that sounded cynical of you. Is no, that going to tell no, us what we want to hear? No. Yeah. Well, he's on one tonight. They will, they will tell the clubs what they want to hear, but the proof of the pudding will be whether or not anyone comes forward with that mythical mm. 50 million they speak about. Craig, you make some good points. Thank you very much. That was Craig and West Lothian. Chris is in Alexandria. Chris, I don't know if you're on a similar theme. We've also been asking uh, players you want to see more of after the break. Any of those tickle your fancy? <laughs> Uh, the player that's, uh, that I'd like to see Hello panel, first of all, Merry Christmas to you oh, all Merry Christmas um, I would just like to say that Nathan Patterson Should be getting more game time for Rangers um, And I feel that maybe See Tavenier, right? I think that he should I, I'd like to see him maybe play as a right mid 
and Nathan Patterson play as a right back. And I just want to see what the panel think of that. Think of that thought because I just think to myself, maybe Tavernier could actually play as a right mid, and that, that would give that would give Patterson more chance to play as a right back. You know. No, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I think uh, Tavernier will remain as the right back. We've well, got to look at here with, with Nathan Patterson. Saw a couple of times, didn't we, early on? And they've tried him at left, left back, and yeah, but. You've got to understand here if you're a Rangers boy, and I totally get it that Rangers fans want to see this boy because he's he's a wonderful talent and he's going to be, you know, a, a, a talent for years to come, especially with other club if he stays with Rangers. But he'll certainly be a Scotland international. But it's not just you. You just don't look at him and think, right? Okay, Stephen Gerrard didn't give him game time. Van Bronckhorst has come in, new manager. He's not giving him game time as well, such Gordon. A, such a Unique situation, Roger. And he's not prepared to change. Sorry, he's not prepared to change the shape round about to put Patterson into the because team. There's every chance not to out myself as being repetitive. There's every chance, Roger, that I asked a similar question on this show last December or last January, and I think some people said Nathan Patterson last year as the player that they wanted to see more of. Yeah. That, um. So that kind of speaks for itself. That does has made a really good point there. That you know, I know Rangers fans want to see Nathan Patterson. Scotland fans want to see Nathan Patterson because there's a big World Cup playoff game coming up in March and they want to see a Nathan Patterson that's got plenty of minutes in his legs before he plays against Ukraine. But Stephen Gerrard used him now and again. Giovanni van Bronckhorst has used him now and again. I was actually at Livingston a few Sundays ago with Alec Ray for super scoreboard and Patterson came on and and played in front of Tavernier. And they actually looked okay for for, for that spell at uh, Tony Macaroni that day. But Giovanni van Bronckhorst Who sees them Every day in training Hasn't been convinced The two of them Can go together yeah. And I think Tavernier's influence You know He's the captain He scores goals From right back He creates goals From right back He's an experienced player um, There is a Hierarchy At every football club And James Tavernier Is high up In the hierarchy In the dressing room At Rangers He's a difficult guy To leave out um, I think Rangers fans And Nathan Patterson we just need to be patient The Everton stuff's not going away And that's down south That's not necessarily you and your, your press colleagues up here This is, you know, outlets in and around Liverpool And, and yeah. close to the clubs It's not going away At what point I'm not sure how, how relevant this is People can, can argue amongst themselves But Rangers are not in the habit of, of selling players For, no. for multi-million pounds You know, sometimes you, you, you kick-start yourself in that market and, and the rest follows But Rangers aren't at that stage yet how much do you really hold out for For a guy who doesn't start for your team I know Rangers fans love him I know they think he's got a bright future I know they think he could be there for years In Scotland and, and so on How much do you hold out for For a guy that, that doesn't start for your team Does it get to a point where you say Even if we love him We're getting X million For a guy that doesn't play I mean, well, That needs to be taken Well one of the corners earlier on was The Billy Gilmer corner Talking about English fans Looking down on Scottish football I think sometimes English clubs look down on Scottish football as well. Now, there's no doubt Everton like Nathan Patterson, but if Everton were signing a right-back at Nathan Patterson's age from West Brom or Fulham or Bournemouth, they'd be paying £15 million because that's just what happens. So if they want to come and sign Nathan Patterson... They may have to pay £15 million to get Nathan Patterson. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with Rangers expecting that money. And 
the figures that fly around down south, I don't think there's anything wrong with Everton paying yeah. that money well, that, if that, they think Nathan Patterson's the one for them. I think that's kind of my point. Where of course that you know that sounds great, but see that see that fifteen drops down closer to. 11, 10 And then we're, we're just Completely being hypothetical Which you might think oh, Hold on a minute English clubs get more But again It's a guy who doesn't start For your team But the, pro- the problem Just quickly Gordon I totally understand I think everybody's got their price The problem is With the importance of this season And we've seen it With big players Tavernier is the number one Right back What happens If Tavernier Picks up a knock Or an injury That takes him out of the team You've got a, a replacement ready there And you know yeah. what the quality is So you've got to weigh that up as well Anyway Chris, well, that's just what we do we, we look to the future, we look at different situations But I'm sure you're pretty happy about life as a, a Rangers fan at this point in the season Certainly I'm, certainly I'm pretty happy as a, as a Rangers fan at this point of the season like so. But thank you for answering my question it's That's me, it's thank a pleasure. you Well hopefully you'll come on again Thank you very much That was Chris in Alexandria Quickly then, 10 players with the most assists in English Premier League history Giggs, Silva, Beckham Right, I've got a few here James Milner must be one That's a great shout from you, well done What about Rooney? That's also a great shout Lampard Gerrard? <sighs> Leave some for Roger Hanna Three to go, we'll get them next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Roger Hanna and Gordon DL You can still get in touch on the phones or on Twitter So let the guys know what is on your mind We are trying to come up with answers to this teaser Ten players with the most assists in the English Premier League history Scott in Bells Hill Sent that one in Now you have no excuses This is that weird period of the year You don't know what day it is You're just sitting in your new Christmas jammies Watching whatever rubbish is on the TV You could come up with a full time teaser Send it in and hear it used on the show So full time at Clyde1.com Scott and Beltshill did it today Very simple 10 players, most assists in the English Premier League history Giggs, Rooney, Lampard, Silva, Gerrard, Milner, Beckham Which means... Three to go And you think I'm going to Jump on off the do- top deal With my one that I says to you At the interval it, Well it doesn't really matter Because it cannot be worse Than Mark Overmars From earlier Right Who okay. played here for like Three seasons Barry Gareth Barry No Right okay Henderson I, I, I knew that was coming I know so did I Henderson I know. <laughs> Do you know what's I, 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 I can't you know what's stand so good times. about that <laughs> Is you thought you had me You thought and, and then I managed to convince you To say it anyway I know, I know, I And it was in. still wrong I was oh, in the, uh, great. Henderson Jordan Henderson Sterling <laughs> can't even do it with a straight face It's not Jordan Henderson Raheem Sterling Obviously though I get the logic there It's still wrong uh, Do we have some who are playing just now uh, Yes Kevin De Bruyne Yes uh. Okay we'll leave it there You've got two to get <laughs> Honestly <laughs> So easy um, Yeah uh, How's your heart Still broken Over the Tony Watt news I think you know The, the January transfer window is, is <laughs> That's not where I thought That <laughs> sentence was going <laughs> It's fast approaching you know, It's sort of set, Setting in now uh, It's a reality It's happening You okay yeah, with that uh, Look I'm a massive Tony Watt fan um, I think he's been Brilliant for Motherwell and yes, I've got the old sayings Mother will be brilliant for him Is he on the back of your strip Or did you go Van Veen this season? Uh, I'm actually still what? Oh no, you're going to get it peeled no, off I, I'll get it peeled off, yes But um, is, that, is that because it was cheaper than uh, Van Veen yeah, To put on less the back? Letters. Less letters TW uh, was enough for me um, I, Like, I'll need to be resolved See if it's got to a situation where 
Tony's sitting on the bench He's a top goal scorer He's been brilliant for Motherwell um, We all know that he's heading to Tanaday He's going to Dundee United Disappointed Of course my supporters disappointed But I totally understand Tony's decision on that um, I would like to see a case of Something happen in the January window So that Motherwell can concentrate on players that are going to be there And Tony can go and concentrate on his career at Dundee United But let's be honest doesn't matter what you think about him He will be a big miss for Muller He's been brilliant Well I was there on Sunday For Super Scoreboard And he was left out of the team After all the furore About him signing the pre-contract And I like Tony I think Tony's a good player <laughs> They didn't actually miss him At the weekend Because Van Veen played so well Connor Shields Who came into the team To replace Tony Created the second goal mm. And offensively going forward Muller will look okay But I understand You know If what goes They're a player down if there was an injury to Van Veen, an injury to Shields, they don't really have any like for likes. They've got decent wide players. Woolery's a decent player. You know, the likes of Jordan Roberts come on the weekend, that, a decent player. I think if he goes in January, they will need not, to I, get somebody I, in. I, I don't buy into that argument that they didn't miss. Uh, yeah, okay, one game, an individual game against Livingston who yeah, are struggling. Game, yeah, one game. Right, you're talking about a guy that's uh, top goal scorer just now. You're talking a guy with great experience uh, over the piece of the coming, uh, the, the rest of the season. You're missing a top quality player Yeah you'll get away with it Maybe against Livingston mm. But he's shown that uh, Put it this way Roger If he ain't going to Dundee United He was playing at the weekend He was playing at the weekend And he would play every weekend Because he deserves to he, be Here's one for you Daz What's a fee for Tony Watt in January? It's just a gesture at this stage isn't yeah. it? Yeah 50 yeah. grand Would be probably what Dundee United would hope for Motherwell might look for that to be Double that After you said 50 grand Did Alan Burroughs text you? you seem to change You change your mind very quickly That you said 50 grand no. oh, How yeah. could the United how, 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 qu- how quickly do you think uh, Managed to receive he's, he's at the darts He's at the alley well, this is, Do you know what That's actually why I paused Right because it, it, As soon as I said that My <laughs> mind just went elsewhere I thought about Alan Burroughs And then I thought about Gordon Diel Who keeps banging on About him having a lookalike At the darts Yeah I, I'm going to bet him He won it actually Who is? Uh, Michael Smith Oh jeez oh, oh, Michael Smith If anybody knows Alan Burroughs And he's disappeared Which he has Because I'm waiting for him Before me back He's at the alley pally With his darts And his shirt Practising Watch out for Michael Smith you know Alias Alan Burroughs I don't think Alan Will be too impressed But He is can, On the old Google image Roger Oh, he's oh, well, as, soon as, as soon as he pointed it out to you You did agree It's an 8 out of 10 Maybe a 9 out of 10 Oh it's missing the mother of a blazer You stick a mother of a blazer On that dart player You're looking at he, he could walk into the SFA And change the rules Anytime we need some We need some You know Guidance on things And Alan's great at coming on the show And explaining things He's not going to come on anymore he's After good. that You've just, you just burned him He'll ask for 180,000 For Tony Watt now <laughs> <laughs> I hope he wins the darts No seriously though Um he did get me sidetracked there But that, that probably is it Isn't it Roger Just last six months Of your contract yeah. Between two Scottish yeah. Premiership clubs It's going to be yeah. modest You're going to have one Who uh, You know Wants to just, just get it done and, and 50 grand sounds like The type of thing That, that would want that And I'm sure Motherwell Would maybe look for that To be close up to 
to six figures. Yeah, I would have thought. And you, you need to remember, if he goes now, you're saving his wages as well for the rest of the season. So, you know, financially, it probably would make sense for him to go now. Chris Lacetti, I spoke to after the game on Sunday, he used the word likelihood. There's a likelihood he will go in the month of January. I think there would then need to be a likelihood that Motherwell would bring a striker in, even if it was just one from down south on loan to get them through to the end of the season and then look again in the summer. Yeah, I'm not sure people from my part of the world are supposed to take positives from this but we don't often get a kind of high drama or much talked about transfer between two of our current yeah, premiership teams I mean, we did something kind of similar with Eamon Brophy yeah, a year ago, yeah. last year but Tony Watts the top scorer on the premiership yeah. Yeah. he is a, in some people's mind you know in line or, or, or close to being in the Scotland conversation whether Steve Clark agrees or not might be a different matter um, a lot of the an overused word these days The narrative has been That he's finally found a home And he's happy And all that stuff And he's said a lot of that So Yeah It would be one of the most Talked about transfers Between um, You know Two premier So-called smaller Premiership clubs In recent times Very much so And it, it, you just wonder then About the hierarchy You know Mother will sit fourth Deserve to sit fourth They won the last four home games They're playing exceptionally well Before the winter break Then D United Aren't playing exceptionally well Before the winter break They've fallen down Into the bottom six after the weekend there So You know In, in terms of Home crowds The United Probably slightly bigger In terms of what their, their ability to pay players Probably slightly bigger Well, it, it would appear that That ability to pay players Is more than slightly bigger they, and, you, and that's they, why they, The decision has been made But you are swapping a team In fourth Who could realistically Push for a European place And are in form mm. For a team who are seventh And look to be It might just be temporary Look to be going in the other direction well, Let's be honest Roger It's a money decision um, And I say that openly in the, and, and I back Tony Watt Because football is a very short career And if you've been offered oh, yeah. Maybe double your wages yeah. And you're still in the same league You're a decent club You've got a family You've got things You, you know You've got bills You've got families You've got a career to, to think And when I get to 35 If I can't get into the coaching ladder like, well, What am I going to do? It's just It makes sense If you're getting offered And there's a lot of people out there Would do the exact same Listen, So it incidentally, goes my it's, his, it's his birthday tomorrow Yes 28 uh, tomorrow so Many that, happy returns Tony You're probably at that You know One or two contracts left type scenario He'll be open It's more than one I mean that would only take him up to you know, being being thirty one, mm-hmm. um, but but you, that clearly comes into the oh, without the doubt, mindset. yeah. This will be the I won't say the last big contract, but certainly one of the last two yeah. big contracts of his career. And and Daz is right, you know, if, if Radio Four come in and offer to double his money, you'll be doing the shipping <laughs> forecast before we know what's happening. Uh, on that note, right, uh, let's finish off this teaser. Looking for thanks to Scott and Bells Hill, ten players with the most assists in English Premier League history. You've got number one. Who's Ryan Giggs You've not got number two yet You've got Rooney and Lampard You've then missed one Silva Gerard, Milner Beckham De Bruyne So you're missing Two what? and four I think on the What's list What's about Mo Salah? Two and five And uh, no Are they an Arsenal one in there? Must be Yes yeah. I, I I think I was in the right roads way Over, Over Mars. Mars Yeah Bergkamp Yes Oh to- Stop stealing my thunder uh, I'm out now I'm finished Terry Sheringham No I think he might be About 11th on the list From memory But he's Be clue Gordon Paul Scholes No oh. Notoriously quite low Would ah. you believe yeah Harry Kane Nope Centre forward Arsenal and Chelsea Fabregas 
There we go Cesc Fabregas Well done Second all time Thank you Gordon Diel Thank you Roger Hanna And thank you to you For listening For tweeting For calling We are back tomorrow When we'll do it all again From 6 o'clock We might not have football To look back on Or to look forward to Imminently But there is never A shortage of talking points In Scottish football So make sure you join us From 6 o'clock And in the meantime You can just stay right there Ali Wright is up next She'll look after you And we'll be back at 6 <laughs>